Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man, Dave Edwards. Welcome to the Father Market Protocol, man. Got my man, Big Mike, on the sounds. But more importantly than that, man, it's been, it's been a good two-plus months since you heard his voice. The producer's back. My boy Joseph Vesey back in the building. Joseph, what's poppin', man? How you been, son? What's up, man? I think just as importantly. Let's huh? say that. Just as importantly. Huh? Just as importantly. Just as important. You said more importantly. As oh, the, just as important. As okay. Okay. Well, no, no. I'm, I'm going to say uh, more importantly uh, because we haven't heard from you in a while. Um, yeah. Mike knows his importance here. <laughs> so he, 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 he took no offense to what I said. Just as importantly, more importantly, the, the man is here, man, is, is good to... Uh, have you back, man? It's, 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 been some, it's been some time. I know. Many, many, many moons have passed. I know. I know you don't want to give uh, your friends next door any we, burn. We, we can mention but, it briefly if you want. But I was going to say, want. though, seeing you sometimes get angry, it's interesting seeing the different side of you that comes out. There's huh? this, like, this hood side of you that all of a sudden comes out. Like, yo, if you want to talk fly, I mean, when let's go. You know what I'm saying? When I start pounding your wings, you know what I'm saying? Do your Googles. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, if you ain't, if you move back in the house with your family, it's a rap, son. <laughs> that is a rap. That is definitely a rap. That's not even an exaggeration one. That's just pretty real. If you do move, if you have a kid and you live with your parents, that's not a good look. But I, you know what? That's that, why I'm that's pulling out. I'm pulling out right now. Yeah, that's something. That, that's something I'll say. That's something that you say out of uh, frustration and angst uh, because. Realistically, you never know what somebody's real. I and mean, what we're discussing is the the neighbors had to move. The neighbors, I share a driveway, right? <laughs> I bought this house. The selling point for me, I could give dang what the house looked like inside. I had a driveway. Never had to worry about alternate side parking rules ever again. Um, however, our neighbors uh, are somewhat uh, inconsiderate. And not neighborly at times. And oftentimes I'll have to move their car um, in order to move my car because they're blocking me in. And I do that because I'm a friendly neighbor. However, there's sometimes they, they, they will get on my nerves and, and they try to talk me a certain kind of and way. The son, uh, uh, and then, and then, and, and, and one time the son <laughs> tried uh, puffing up his chest yeah. and sniffing his own piss. Holla at and, the sun, yo. I like he, this dude, he, yo. He tried, uh, he tried coming at me sideways, Ooh. and so I had to, I had to And he's Bangladesh, that, right? I think they're, they're Indian. I'm not sure it was Bangladesh right. or Bangladesh or what up. have you. Bangladesh, stand up. <laughs> when said, he said, yo, I don't care what TV show you've been on. Let's get it popping right now. You know what's funny? I don't Move your car to 30 Rock. Don't <laughs> fucking tell me what to do. What's funny is one time... Uh, you know, shout out to to my man Russell. Russell, um, this is probably like six, seven years ago, and at this point, like people on the block started knowing, oh, that guy is a comedian, actor, whatever. And so one night, I remember Russell Peters was at the Beacon, and Craig Robinson, my man Craig, uh, was also uh, was featuring for for Russell. So I'm uh I'm getting getting I had I had a spot at Stand Up New York the night before the night they were at Beacon and so the next morning I'm getting get, going to my car on the block and I see the sun he's like hey uh, yeah what do um yeah you're you're a comedian you said right I said yeah don't forget anytime you want to come to show let me know I'll make sure you know you and your family whatever come and uh huh yeah this is before he had moved out so maybe this is like seven eight years ago. 
Um, yeah, everything was friendly. I'm still friendly, man. I'm not your neighbors. You share this space, and, and, and so it doesn't make sense to walk around uh, angry with each other, but I'm not going to let you talk to me any kind of way. So uh, he was like, yeah, listen, I, uh, you know, Russell Peters was here last night. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, he's so funny. He does all those accents. I was like, yeah, that's my, I said, that's my man. I've known Russell at that point 15 years since, since 92 or so when I started. He's like, yeah, um, yeah, I saw this guy with him uh, from, from uh, the office. I said, yeah, yeah, that's my man, uh, Craig Robinson. I said, because Craig's brother was, uh, came up to stand up New York, which mm-hmm. was just random and weird. So I was like, yeah, yeah, those are my people. He was like, yeah, you know, um, you, you should do a show with Russell and then I'll come out to say, oh, you. wow. <laughs> wow. And, and if Russell comes, he can park in the driveway, you know. Just let me know, Willa. Uh, Jesus. We'll, we'll make him something good to eat. I'll have my mom. He cook said, up "You something do a curry. show with Russell, then I'll come out." Wow! Oh, dude, that was that. It was. It was so. It was. I, was it offensive? Thing. It was just. It caught me so that's off guard. Offensive. I didn't even know how to take it. I was like, "Oh, okay, uh, yeah." It's pretty offensive. Uh, yeah, right. And actually, I told Russell that that story years later. He laughed. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Joseph, what's been? You know what? Oh, you know, before I go any further, man. Gotta uh gotta send a shout out to all things comedy. Um and I want y'all to uh go to this. Listen, I'm gonna read this uh verbatim from from the tubestart.com page, all things comedy, saying I support all things comedy. Uh we need you. You know, I'll read it in in Billy Burr's voice. Listen, uh, listen, guys, we need your help to get our new studio in Hollywood up and running. All things comedy. I can't- all Things Comedy is a collective working comedians. Uh, All Things Comedy is a collective of working comedians that provide you with free and uncensored podcasts every day. Our goal is from, from the start was to keep creative control in the hands of the artists, myself included, and to cut out the middlemen. Groups like ours are becoming increasingly rare, but with support from our listeners, we can continue to grow and bring opportunities to every voice on the network. We have 50 podcasts on ATC, and each show has a unique perspective, sense of humor, and personality. It's better in Lewis Black's voice. What they all have in common is a commitment to this community and its audience. If you enjoy what ATC brings you, please help us now by purchasing one or more of these nice-looking vinyl decals. Thank you. So I want y'all to go... To all things comedy, it's, uh, you know, Tube Start. Just go to TubeStart.com. Uh, look for All Things Comedy Network and support All Things Comedy. Um, and identify, here's the thing. Identify yourself as a member of the revolution. Five bucks gets you the first ever ATC bumper sticker. A classic to be sure. Supplies are limited. Kinda. That's a parenthetical. Uh, $10 will get you an original All Things Comedy mug. Uh ooh, boom! And if you a real, if you ball, if you balling, baby, uh, cop that twenty five dollars and support ATC, man. Uh, this is because uh, we're also, I guess, we're doing this because we have a new studio out there in Hollywood uh, that we're trying to uh finance. Uh, the goal is, I think, uh, ten G's, and we're up to thirty one hundred. So, if y'all are listeners. 
Uh, I, I think we're averaging a couple hundred every month. Y'all go ahead and kick in um, to support not just myself, but our comedy brethren. Um, as always, Joseph, make sure you follow Joseph um, at Joseph Vesey on Instagram, Twitter, social media. Check out his his uh, his his YouTube channel. Uh, what's the YouTube channel? Just it's just my name. Okay, Joseph Vesey. Joseph Vesey. You looked that up. S E Y. I looked yes. that up. Uh, he's constantly dropping dropping bombs on there. And uh, follow me at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Uh, new website is still in the works. Uh, we're we're looking to be done with it. Um, and up and running by early January. Uh, top of the year. Top of the first quarter. You like sounding professional. And uh, and uh, Facebook fan page is is up and running. Uh, just go to facebook.com slash I am Dean Edwards. See see what we did right there. And uh, yeah, what's been going on with you, Joe? Been Joseph? chilling, man. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah. Um, I see. I appreciate the plugs. I know you've been. been I, I always you've been hey, keeping yeah, up with the plugs. He, he, he's not here in the it. physical, but but he's here in spirit. I know. Okay? I appreciate you've yeah, plugged man. a lot of the stuff. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, well, I think what was last time I was here? Last was August... time you were here was I think with when Hugh Moore was here, right? Uh, and so that was that was uh, yeah, I saw like you the other ago. day at the cellar. Yeah, yeah, Hugh's Hugh's in town. Friends of the People is, is rocking out. Hugh, uh, Hugh headline. Shout out to my man, the incredible Hugh Moore. Just headlined um, his first time at Stand Up New York, part of the uh, Toyota Comedy Festival. I heard it was sold out. I heard it was a great show, nice. which, which I expect from Hugh. So you know, yeah, yeah he's so laid back. I can't yeah, even picture Hugh, him doing stand up. Hugh is uh well, you know, it's funny. Hugh, Hugh is very. I, what I always dig about Hugh, and I said this when we had him on, is that he was like the silent assassin, like the Shogun assassin. If any any uh, kung fu heads that remember that movie, he's real low key, but. Them jokes, man, slay you. And, yeah, he's and, and really... they come come out of left field. That's that's why I dig him. And just dig him. He's a good dude, good brother. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I think, because last time, I think in August, I know I was editing my short. Right, right, so right. So that was taken up. Right. An extraordinary amount of time. I just submitted it to Tribeca Film Festival, and it got a good, it got a great response. Good, especially good, good. from, you know, especially from comedians, too, which is always... Good. You know, obviously, comedians watching other comedians stuff. Of, of the short, because oh, yeah. you so and I, it's... we spoke about it... Um, Yes, it's a spoof off of Seinfeld's web series, uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Mm -hmm. So this is broke comedians in transportation getting water. Right. And it's with <laughs> me and my man Nathan McIntosh, uh, who is hilarious in it. And um, and, and we actually had Rock's, uh, you know, Rock tweeted out in his Twitter. So oh, that got he? a lot of attention. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, so... Yeah, because his, uh, his assistant, Brandon Vega, he helped produce it. Oh, So okay, he was cool, working cool, on cool. it. And obviously, Michael produced it. Right. And, uh, yeah, another guy, Daniel Lugo, produced it. We had a lot of people working yeah. on it. Like, so okay. it was like... It, it looked, son, it, I, I, it looked crisp. It looks great. Yeah. Um, I had my little constructive criticism, but I thought it was ultimately is funny. Oh, I yeah, just, yeah. I, I, I remember had... you texting me. Well, a few people texted me different. Uh -huh. I There was a lot of different reactions. Like, everybody really enjoyed it and liked the thing, but there was interesting reactions mm -hmm. to some of the stuff we said right. and all that, things right. like that, because I remember you texting me oh, yeah. about... Oh, yeah. We went back and forth about the... Uh... Yeah, well, because, you know, text gets so misinterpreted. But well, it's not giving anything away. Okay. But it was so funny because you use the you use this word. You were like, I didn't know you had so much disdain for this individual. Right. I was like, I said, well, you know, take take it easy. I don't walk around angry at him. Walk because 
like I said, I understand the definition of disdain. <laughs> right, because then, then I clarified but I, what disdain, how yes, I meant disdain. Right, but to me, disdain still meant on a human level that I'm like walking around like, oh, my like, no, God, this and, fucking guy. I no, can't and I, believe I, him. And and I think I even specified for for this individual's comedy. I didn't say well, for here's him. Here's the other thing that's so great about it. When you broke down <laughs> of, of my joke, it made me appreciate what I said so much uh -huh, more. Uh -huh, right. It made me laugh so hard just thinking about that. So, yeah, if, if y'all want to understand um, <laughs> what we're, <laughs> what talking, we're about, talking about, well, this is, how, yes, this, this is good. This is called promo. Yeah. This, if y'all want to understand what we're talking about, go check out um, Joseph Vesey's um, short film. Short film. It's on, it's my on YouTube, his YouTube channel. It's on my channel. YouTube channel. And yo, he... he uh, critiques a a uh, particular comedian. Yeah, real spit, yo. You know, he he, real he, shit. he throws real fire like he like he's a neighbor and, and he was blocked <laughs> in his driveway, son. Yeah, people were writing on the comments like, "Ooh, shots fired!" All these, you know, that was like one of the first things people would text course, me about. Of course, was about that, but it really wasn't. That wasn't planned. Like that right. was just one thing that I right. just said. It was, you know, somewhat of a yeah. It was like eighty percent a real opinion. I just gave it a little bit stronger. Well, and also. Which which you explained um, and elaborated for me that you in the in the short you're actually just playing a, a, a hyper exaggerated version of yourself. So Absolutely. you're not you're playing Joseph Vesey is playing Joseph Vesey, but the Joseph Vesey in the in the short is more opinionated. Yes, than, more entitled. Right, and, more entitled. And yeah, because the Joseph Vesey in real life would not say that. Uh, right, right. Well, I would. It's not that I, I, I think I would. I don't know. I guess I would say it mm. in a way like probably joking like that behind closed doors. But I wouldn't feel. But I wouldn't feel uh, a right to say it. Right. Because uh, I don't feel like I have a right to opinion on someone right. with that much right. success. Anyway, it's just right. stupid because obviously I should take notes from him. So, well, but anyway, but, but you know what? You know. That that brings up. It's funny. Look, look. Watch, watch how I segue this. It's funny that you say that because. I feel like everyone is entitled to their opinion, but we live in an era now where you're not allowed to have um, have an opinion. And if you have an opinion that is contrary to the popular uh, ideas that, that the majority have, um, then you are, quote, unquote, hating. I think I've said yeah, this we've before. we've talked about this. Yeah. I, I, yeah, the 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 um yeah right. Uh, Mike was referring to something previously, but look, man, if if you don't like somebody, is your right to not like somebody. And this once again is not saying that Joseph does not like this comedian that that he addresses. Um, well, that's the in thing this about video. I was a fan of him very early on before anybody knew his name. I mean, you I'm were, sure you, you knew you his were name. A you were friends with him. Yeah, okay. from his first movie, Paper Soldiers. Okay, okay. I love that movie so to this day. So you just narrowed it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so, sorry, guys. Well, check out what I say. Uh, right. But, uh, right. Yeah, because he was not only Paper Soldiers, but he had, to me, the funniest, by far the funniest scene in The 40-Year-Old Virgin that I still yeah, quote yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You still do. I, that's, that's the thing. So right. if anyone wants to ever say a hater, I'm like, no, no, I I laughed. I, those are two of my favorite things. So. But that's, that's uh, you know, I, I, I don't think there is a, a problem if... if with you looking at someone and saying, you know what, I like what they, I normally like what they do, but now what they're doing to me is kind right. of, eh, But of course, know. I say it like an asshole in the short and, but to make it funny. You, you add a, yeah. a hint of dickyism to yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I, I just I just created a new word, dickyism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I bring that up because recently they just um, 
Aretha Franklin was just interviewed. I saw, I saw this. Uh, this was this was in the news over the weekend. Aretha Franklin was was asked by a journalist um, what she thought of a couple of uh, a couple of singers um, that are currently out, and they and they ranged from I think Alicia Keys to uh, uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, I think she also mentioned. Uh, Nicki Minaj. No, that's my and that's I know that's that's wife. that's your that's your, she your just wife. broke up with her boyfriend too. So yeah, so Bessie, I'm, I'm saying you got you got uh you know what I'm saying you got options. Um, but, yeah, so people people felt like she was throwing shade at uh at some of these people. She she said um with regards to Whitney Houston, I think she bigged up Whitney Houston. Some people say, well, that's that's all she gave Whitney Houston. You have to understand. Aretha Franklin has been the, the the queen of soul for for everybody that's sitting in this room all of our lifetimes, and then then add on another Man, she's ten le- plus she's years. Legendary. She's legendary. So when you sit in the top of the hill, you're allowed to have your opinion, and if you don't want to uh, kowtow and bow down to the new crop, that's your right. And so with regards to uh, Taylor Swift. Let me see. Uh, Taylor Swift. She said, she, she says she dresses nice. <laughs> she wears dresses nicely. I actually think Taylor Swift's pretty good, though. I'm not even like a fan of that type I, of music. Actually, I think she's pretty good. Taylor Swift. She's is, entertaining. Is, is entertaining. Yeah. See, but they asked, uh, if she what she thought about them as singers. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And look. Aretha Franklin, uh, last minute filled in for for Luciano Pavarotti, you know, and Taylor Swift is not going to sit in for if what's his name, uh, Andre Bocelli, uh, right? If he has to perform at the Grammys and he has to cancel because he has strep throat, they're not going to say, "You you think we could get Taylor?" They would get you, Rihanna. You they would of course get Rihanna or or uh, Nicki Minaj's booty. Who knows? And then hey. with regards to Nicki Minaj, I think uh, of Aretha, course, of course, Aretha, when we know it is right. going. Well, you know what, Aretha Franklin just she she chuckled and then she said uh, she said no comment. I thought she t- I was like, well, you know, that's not she took the high road. But why anyone would think though that Aretha Franklin, I mean, would have any? You know, she of course someone like her is not gonna like Nicki Minaj. Right. Well, I mean, just 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 on the. You know what I'm saying? Just on the strength right. of what she does and in terms of like music, music's changed where now it's like you're getting attention through different ways right. other than the other actual than music. Your actual music. So it's like, right. yeah, of course. I mean, Aretha Franklin. And she's from a different era. She's not going right. to relate to that at all. I mean, I'm amazed though when you see the difference though, talking about like singing wise, mm-hmm. like Mark Jackson's wife, Desiree. Is Desiree a, Coleman is amazing. Is a ridiculous singer. And I remember, and I always knew that and I'd seen her perform a couple times. And had then, a quick, she had a quick pop she got she she in the in the late eighties she they they tried like popping her as far as a pop artist. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I think she would have. I think she would have pursued it, but she had kids and she's really mm-hmm. like sacrificed and you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and happy with that path. So I think that. But she still does it. She still puts out albums. Okay. She, but I remember seeing her when I went to church because uh, Mark has his own church where he's a pastor at okay. and all this stuff. And then she sings, and I remember watching her sing, and I was like. 
And you, were, most, you went to the church. You went and, yeah, and said I went to and, church and it was like she I mean, again, I knew it before, but I hadn't seen her in a while. And she's like unbelievable. And also like, seeing it in front ridiculous. of uh, a, a, an entire congregation and or just an audience of people. Yeah. And, and seeing their emotional response and reaction to her singing probably is still bigger than listening or seeing her. Yeah, I mean, her, well, her voice is better than, than than any, you know, I mean, yeah. it's better than the majority of most singers. Right. And it's like, also like, I'm like, wow, it's 9 a.m. Like, that's a lot right. coming out of you. Like, right. Jesus. Right, right. Like, it's ridiculous. Right. Like, you, I would think you have to wake up like nine hours before you can't just like belch out right. these amazing, like, just notes. roll out of bed, brush your teeth and, and hit that fifth octave. I, yeah, I, no, I really was like blown away. I was right. like, this is, this is a real singer. And that's mm -hmm. what I kind of thought of, like, I'm sure like Aretha Franklin, those are real you know, well, singers. And, well, and that's when it comes when when you because there there have been the reason I brought it up is because I I was watching uh, I think uh, Access Hollywood uh, has Billy Bush on him or on one Access Hollywood or Extra I think Mario Lopez is on Extra and Billy Bush is on Access Hollywood and Billy Bush sometimes in my opinion throws a sideways comment sideways comments with regards to people not feeling, not agreeing with with him and the masses. So when I saw that Aretha Frank, they they this was a story, so they addressed it. And then he was like, wait, uh, didn't didn't Taylor Swift just save now these are his words. Didn't Taylor Swift just save the record industry and sell 1.5 million records last week? Now the 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 problem with with even making that statement, to me that's an ignorant, ignorant statement because Aretha Franklin didn't say she's not a a uh, a pop icon. She didn't say that she can't sell records. Um, size, uh, who who did uh uh what's what's the song um uh, uh uh Gangnam Gangnam Style. Oh, yeah. No one's saying yeah, that he's Michael Jackson, but I guarantee you, uh, Gangnam Style has more views on on YouTube. Than say thriller or human nature, you know. Yeah, what I mean? think it's over two billion now. Yeah, and and so the problem, in my opinion, lies with people uh, co-signing this this idea that because the because you have numbers, that means you are on par with Taylor Swift is is a is a talented pop artist. You know what I mean? She she and 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 I think Aretha might have said, did she say she's a decent songwriter? Because she writes. Taylor Swift, in my opinion, um, she is a talented songwriter. So you don't yeah. you don't write that many hits about ex boyfriends and have have an entire planet singing along without knowing how to write, knowing how to uh, sit down and write a, a song with a, a proper or catchy jingle and catchy hook. And so there is talent there, but if ask if you're asking the queen of soul. <laughs> Yeah. If 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 Taylor Swift is a great singer and she says she she dresses nicely, you can't get mad and then say, well, she just well she just saved the record industry as if Aretha Franklin is supposed to um, submit and say, well, you know what, she she did save the the because who says she she saved the record industry? You know, so many people have saved the record industry. I I. I I I felt that was a slight at Aretha Franklin by saying that because I'm like Aretha Franklin knows she's not dropping albums nowadays no, and selling nobody's selling 1.5 million records with the exception of maybe a Taylor Swift, U2. You you have like 
10 artists that are going to go platinum automatically, you know, first couple of weeks. You, you, um, I'm going to say Taylor Swift, uh, Eminem, Justin Timberlake, uh, Beyonce, Jay-Z, um, U2, you know, a couple of rock bands, uh, like a Radiohead. You know, they're a handful. But the majority of artists nowadays are selling... If you back in the days, like rewind ten years ago, right? And if you went gold, it was a wrap. If you sold five hundred thousand for the course of an album, it was a wrap. But now, if you sell five hundred thousand, you're doing well. You know what I mean? If you sell seventy, eighty thousand records in, in your first week, that's now considered a success because so many people are, are going and downloading. For free, and there's there's so many ways to get the music for free that it's it's uh it's no big deal to just download. You know, I still have a CD collection. I still like buying CDs. You know what I mean? But but yeah, I, I do. I like I I'm I'm old school. I if if I had a record player, I'd have a gang of wax um sitting on my wall, man. I just I I like to, I, I I come from an era where I like I like picking up uh the the album. I like touching it. I like a physical copy. I like reading. Uh, you know, the liner notes, seeing who produced. And that that comes from just always, not only being a fan, but also being, um, you know, at a time, being an artist and, and wanting to pursue that. So I always was looking for, oh, well, who produced this track and who, who wrote this song? And same way, like now, if I'm watching movies or TV show, I I, I read the credits, man. I'll, I'll sit and watch the credits because I'm curious, okay, who cast that? Oh damn! I should I, I know that casting director or who 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 wrote that? I want to I want to check out some of their other work. You know, I like uh, that's that's me. I like I like uh, I'm nosy, Joseph. Yeah, I wouldn't even ask Aretha Franklin those questions. I think those were dumb questions. Was, that was that, that's, that's like asking point. why uh, I wouldn't ask Robert De Niro what he thinks of Jason Sudeikis. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it's the it's like what it's like it doesn't make any sense. Right, you right, know what right, I mean? right. Yeah, that's true. That's, What's he going to say? Like, that's a good point. You know? That is a good point. And I'm sure he would say the same thing. He dresses nice. Right. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not going to have that big of an opinion. Well, I, mean, right. I think Jason uh, has really surpassed me in Horrible Bosses. Uh, right. You know, I mean, it doesn't make sense. There's no comparison, you know? It's, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I watched an interview because he doesn't have many. Not De Niro? that long ago. Yeah, with uh -huh. De Niro. And I think it was Katie Couric, I want to say, who's... God, she probably deserves domestic violence sometimes. Oh wow! And, um, wow! She, she, and and Joseph and, is back. And and I send and all I mean, tweets. And I, I mean that nicely. But um, it's just no because like sometimes she is like she's very like has a lot of nerve like with her questions. Like she asked him something about like I mean it was a good question. The first part of it, she goes, you know what's um what's some of your movies that you regret or whatever you've had some mm. bad movies and that was that was pretty a good question. You know he said right. something and then. Once he said, like, whatever his answer was, she was like, well, what are some of those movies that like, he wanted to name? He was like, no, I'm not going to name it. And then she kind of, like, asked it again. She and, like, goaded him. She goaded And then okay. he was like, he was like, no, he's like, I'm not, because that would be insulting or whatever. But, right. So he, she, but she kept following up with it. And I guess on a level of entertainment, watching, you know, Robert De Niro maybe squirm a little bit, I guess, is good. But, like, it was kind of... No, that's... It, 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 in my I opinion, couldn't believe that though, she kept going yeah, with it. And it, then... But I will say... I, I mean, just having the interview with Robert De Niro was enough, so I think it would have been great for anybody. But she did ask some good questions more than I see her. But I've also seen her, like, interview Lil Wayne and ask her, <laughs> like, uh, 
Oh, well, what should I call you? Should I call oh, you, you Wayne? Yeah, you saw that? Or Wayne. I was like, would you stop it? Right. Just don't even. Right. The, we know you're not you know it's, anything it's, about this. Right. Can we get someone in? You know, right. Right. It's like when Anderson Cooper also, he interviewed Eminem. I couldn't. It was, you know, they uh, need to get so someone. That, that's that's. A, they need to get someone when they interview these guys that really either that, I gotta that, that know the, somebody the, or the gets culture it. or understands where they're coming from. And which, which is funny because I'm. I always note when uh, I'm watching whatever I'm watching. If I'm watching anything, and then suddenly I see like the black correspondent. Uh, interviewing Beyonce backstage before a concert. I'm like. Where'd y'all, where'd y'all put this sister out? I ain't never seen her. By the way, if I had TV credits, that line I just said, I'd probably have to take out, right? Like if I had like... Because <laughs> that was yeah. a pretty heavy statement. I just said she deserves the best. Yeah, well, you know, heavy but, statement. But, but you know what? what? This is recorded history, so that's the thing. <laughs> They're going to go you, back. If you ever run for office, <laughs> Joseph, goodness, Joseph. Um, you have to realize someone's going to find this podcast. And they're going to know what you said about, about Katie Couric. And no, even worse, God forbid that uh, uh, one of is that she ever gets assaulted <laughs> by a by a man or a husband because they're going to come back to this podcast and okay. say hey, this guy condoned you know, it. He he condoned this violence against against women. But then, but then when they do further research, they go, "All right, we heard the bitch's questions. Ah, we, we, we get it. We we get it. Body we get blow. It. Body blow." But um, why she really sticking why, it to why, Katie? Why, Kirk? She gotta, why she got to be a bitch though? Why she got to be no? Um, but that's even a a, a more perfect segue. These the, Joseph comes back in and we flow so perfect. So you obviously you've heard the the <laughs> the, the the shady fifteen freestyles. Yes. Um, shady fifteen. For those that don't know anything about hip hop, how did you wind up on this podcast? Um, but um, celebrating. Eminem's, you know, sort of 15-year anniversary uh, coming out. Uh, he, along with uh, Yellow Wolf and the entire Slaughterhouse, uh, which consists of Royce the Five Nine, Crooked Eye, Joe Buttons, and my man Joel Ortiz, uh, Brooklyn's on Fire. Um, yo, they they released this. I think it's about 18 minutes long yeah. video of all of them freestyling. They they. Um, Every year, BET, and we even mentioned this recently, BET has the uh, Hip Hop Awards, and and I'd say, I think it was two years in a row, uh, that, well, every year, they have a, a what's called a cypher, um, which is a session of rappers, you know, rhyming uh, and spitting what are usually, what are, you know, more often than not, as of late, uh, they are, they're pre-written rhymes, uh, uh, that are posing as freestyle lyrics that are coming off the dome, but freestyling we've spoken before has has uh, turned into a different uh, meaning nowadays than what it originally was. Um, rest in peace to Big Bang Hank of uh, the Sugar Hill Gang. Also, I want to put that out there. Yeah, he passed away uh, recently. Um, you know, so go check out uh, obviously Rapper's Delight or Eighth Wonder was my joint. Um, or Apache, um, and salute to the Sugar Hill Gang. You know some of the architects of hip hop and pop. Hip hop actually, they were the first popular uh, rap rappers to ever, uh, you know, cross this music over into mainstream culture. So anyway, they they had this. They released this this uh, freestyle with each of them representing where they're from. Yellow Wolf from I think Alabama somewhere. 
Eminem, Royce Five Nine, repping Detroit. Uh, uh, Joey Buttons um, repping Jersey City, and like I said, Joel repping BK, and it shoots them each in their different locales. Um, as 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 part with the chords, my man Eminem. Uh, <laughs> I think it's funny. They they they're saying it's controversial. Well, that's why that's why I kind of made that joke about the domestic I, I, violence I, thing because of. Eminem's uh You know what? Even if standing you by him. Even if you didn't, that was a good way of taking the heat off you in case you run for office 20 years from now. Oh yeah. That was perfect. Um I decided I wanted y'all to hear uh some of this freestyle, man, because I think uh I think M but M M rips it, man. Damn, he's nice. And let's see if we can find it. Uh, did I lose? I have it? quite, I have quite the review of this freestyle. You oh you, oh word yeah okay well hold on I mean hold not on. like breaking down the lyrics but I mean just. well if I close it I guess we'll have to you know what I mean, it people is people could look I mean I'm sure people will look it up I have too I have too many windows open that's what it is I have too close many the Pornhub one windows open. did you say go to the Pornhub one no, I said close that one oh I'll see it from here <laughs> this one we'll go to this one no but I had it queued up real nice like I had it queued up. Cause I didn't. I, I'm not gonna play the entire. Cause M rhymes for almost eight minutes. Incredible. Um, he rhymes for eight minutes. Um, let me let me find it right now. Uh, in the meantime, oh, you know what else? Uh, Joseph saw the uh the movie that I was in. Uh, that's oh, coming yeah, out next month. That. Top five. And uh, oh, yeah, geez, this is not. I'm I'm afraid of this version because, ugh, I don't I don't. I mean, people go always. Well, I guess if you want to play it, but What'd I mean, you if you, I mean, like, I'm sure no, they're gonna look I, it up. You know what? I'm not gonna. Watch, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch this, dude. That that that's what I went to because I because I I went here. We'll, we'll play it from here, and, and yeah, yeah, check it out. And hopefully, it I don't know much Spanish. I'm not bilingual, but I'll show you a Mexican standoff between just these two amigos because neither really wants to say what we're thinking out loud. But I sure as fuck think I know how to read body English, no doubt. Because we're trying to kill each other, but lyrically, fuck is humility. What is a real MC? Royce, he came up in this shit with me. Never spit that hustler shit, it wasn't a fit for me. Let them adjust till they just get the gist of me, just not giving a fuck. And plus, with a history of muscular dystrophy, it wasn't a mystery why this middle finger was stuck in this upward positioning. So what in the fuck is a list to me? I'm used to not being on it. I expect it out of him. Heck with him, I'll get my respect without him. Ain't really been in the diamond since I put my first record out. But I could put a chain around my second album and wear it as a neck medallion. Became a millionaire, went downhill from there. Became civil, office swivel chair, sterling silverware. Screaming life is still unfair, till I get a real career. Fuck am I gonna do until then? This job is too fulfilling. Two cajillion pairs of supervillain shoes to fill in the mood to kill till I plow my coop to villain. Two some children at the food pavilion at Build a Bear. That's dope. <laughs> Warriors mine them. Pro hydrocord on euphoria in the drug emporium line. I'm soaring, I'm pouring Viking and four at a time, ignoring the warning signs on them four. I go four wheeler riding, goring and violent, horrifying. You surely won't find the one more pouring the nine with this retaliatorial rhyming for Gloria Steinem. But I finger like a witness. Show me a lineup. I usually am abusive, but excuse me, ma'am. I guess I must have threw you for a loop like two can sand when I said I could use the sample. Cause you's a tramp, but look how you react to this trigger like when I call you a bigger dyke than the Hoover Dam. You're playing right in the Lex Luthor's hand. It's such a ruthless plan. Might even lose a fan. But fuck it, Superman wouldn't change in a phone booth for Stan. 
I'm a brand new being. Like Grand Pooba's band. That's dope. Happy as Anderson Cooper having a tuba crammed in his pooper with lubricant. Wait, that's too. I can't. Since honesty's the best policy, I'll give it the old college try. Try to acknowledge my mistakes. Probably won't qualify as a gentleman and a scholar, but it's time that I swallow pride and say that I'm sorry. Sorry, I can't apologize. I think of all the times I compromised my bottom lines and thought of rhymes that sodomized your daughter's minds. Then I'm like, Dumb. Dollar signs. But I may fight for gay rights, especially if they dyke. It's more of a knockout than Janae Rice. Play nice. Bitch, I punch Lana Del Rey right in the face twice like Ray Rice in broad daylight in plain sight of the elevator surveillance till the head is banged on the railing. Then celebrate with the Ravens. Okay. Never date an assailant who self-medicates with inhalants. I'd meditate, that's, but I may need a better so way to escape the aggression, rage, and the that's anger. That's the controversial. Leg restraints on the ankles, heavy weights and an ankle with handcuffs and chains to say. But it's not controversial to anyone what, else but these exactly. people that are... This has been what he's been doing for years. He and, talked about raping his own mom. Right. I don't know what people are getting bent out of shape, but... Well, that's that's why I wanted to bring it up. It's, it's always And they funny. don't understand rap. The When culture police... I'm always amazed by culture police because it's usually people policing that have no um, no care, no investment... And, and no connection to uh, you know said culture. Like I'm uh, that when I when I heard you know all these uh, radio shows having people calling to address uh, are you a fan? And women were call women were calling and saying no. That's that's what Eminem does. He's he's he spits fire. You know what's funny with my <laughs> I I said it uh, today and. Um, Oh, I, I brought it up. Who did I bring it up to? I brought it up to a few people. Mm -hmm. And most people who understand rap, they know, like, all that really is is him just saying how, like, tough he is or nice. Right. Like, it's it's more like just it's, him just it's, saying it's what... metaphorically... Yeah, crazy of yeah. what he'll do or what right. extreme he'll right. go to. But and, and he even says that in the... Uh, at the beginning of, of his verse, he actually says... Um, you know, he started out rhyming with Royce the Five Nine is in the video with him. Um, that's that's his, any of y'all that saw uh, Eight Mile, Royce the Five Nine was played by Mackay Pfeiffer. He had heavy dreads, right? And in the in the in in M's lyrical assault, he actually he even I think mentioned somewhere he says we uh we try we're both trying to kill each other, but lyrically. You know, we're not, and and that's for the critics that are sitting at home saying, "Oh, he just said he would kill him." I'm not saying that he would actually end this man's life. In, yeah. In realistically, he's saying that lyrically, I want to be the best, and, and I'm going to do everything I can to destroy this guy, this guy, this guy's uh, life lyrically. And, and so it's funny that because every, what every the controversy that people are having. After hearing that old verse, or a couple of minutes of the verse, most people's biggest, uh, I guess, uh, frustration, or the people I should say that that are angry at Eminem, um, are angry that he he mentions uh, punching Lana Del Rey. Mm -hmm. Um, saying somebody, that I, I actually when I heard that, I was like. Oh, you know, this will actually... He just Kanye'd her. You know, remember Kanye West rushed the stage at the VMAs? Now we can't get rid of Taylor Swift? I think Eminem just just gave 
a boost to Lana Del Rey's. Yeah, someone said like, oh, but she's never done anything to him. I'm like, oh, these guys clearly have never totally listened to Eminem. way off but the mark, yo. I, I said it to my girl this morning. I said to her about, and I don't know if she shares the same views as mm -hmm. laid back as everyone else, but when I told her she he made a joke about that, she was mm -hmm. like, man, some women need to get hit. She said that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Body blow, body so blow. It's like so you found love at first sight with, with someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's like, I'm in my violence. world. Here, I'm gonna I'm read. I'm gonna read the. I'm go, I'm going to read for those in. But I may fight for gay rights, especially if the blank is more of a knockout than Janae Rice. Play nice, bitch. I play. I punched Lana Del Rey right in the face twice, like Ray Rice in broad daylight in the plain sight of the elevator surveillance, till her head is banging on the railing. And celebrate with the Ravens. And hey, that but was a pretty I just, decent. But, like, uh, let me just, but off the controversial topic, just right. Eminem as a rapper. Yeah, when yeah, you okay. listen to that whole thing, his, you know, the other guys in the Slaughterhouse are pretty damn good. They're are, pretty amazing are, are guys. Dope. But Eminem is 30,000 times yeah. even better than them because he has not only, he's rhyming, it's more than just words. Like he's doing different flows, different speeds. Yeah, he, 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 he takes he one like word and then different, flips yeah, different things off like it. Three or four different flows. I can't even describe like what he does, but he's in like a realm, I think, of talent that's like, uh, I think if you work hard in any like field, you work extremely hard and you have some talent, you can get to, a, to anybody's spot. However, there are a few people. I have a few in my head that I know that I think are unattainable. And I would say he's one of those people mm -hmm. that I don't care. He has an extraordinary work ethic and yeah, extraordinary yeah, talent, yeah. but he's on a different level mm -hmm. that I think is unattainable. And that's mm -hmm. why he goes into a stratosphere that is like nobody else. He's like one of the best writers in any medium. I, I, and it's ridiculous. I'm, he's I'm un... Gonna, I'm going to have he's, to... I, I gotta agree. There's nobody. And and anyone who... Like someone wrote, because I wrote something about it on my Facebook, who like, oh, you ever heard of Jay-Z? I'm like... I've had this argument, not so much with... I've had it with Mark Jackson. I've had it with Chris Rock. Huh. Well, I, But my, the debate was that Biggie was better than Jay-Z. Uh, and I Biggie guess was. that could be... He absolutely was. was. And uh, they both think Jay-Z... Because Biggie, Biggie never... Here's the thing. Jay-Z still quotes Biggie. Biggie never quoted Jay. Exactly. And I also you know? said... And then and Chris's point was... Uh, yeah, but uh, that Chris, nigga died. Yeah, no, right. Just, well, his point... Yeah, Chris Rock kept always saying, well, he said, look at the uh, body, body of, of work, work right? that Jay-Z did. And I said, well, but that's the one benefit uh, Biggie gets to have from death. death. He didn't get to fall off. Right. So right. that's the one win right. you get from death. Same, so with, no, same with Hendrix. Right. So Jay-Z can't, there's, yeah. he can't, uh, there's nothing Jay-Z can do about it. Right. So we don't know. Right. And right. therefore, right. sorry. I, so that's my thing to them. But. Mark and like Mark, he's like such a Jay Z fan. Yeah, he's uh -huh. like an avid Jay Z fan, and I love Jay Z. I think he's top five. But is Mark uh, from Brooklyn? From no, Mark's from Queens, Queens originally. Brooklyn. So, but Eminem, though, I think I and I'd hate to say it. I, out of respect, I would always say Biggie's the best rapper of all mm -hmm. time. But man, I, Eminem really just <laughs> is on another level, and I'm sure Biggie would even give it up well, to him. Like well, it's it's incredible. His his I I'm gonna Eminem. Versus, see, Eminem versus Jay-Z. Jay-Z, we've never, like, especially in recent years, Jay, not to say Jay, and I love Jay-Z's uh, music and what he represents for hip-hop culture as far as, you know, going from the streets to you know, being a businessman, you know. Um, but Jay-Z hasn't been pushed. I think what, what separates Eminem from the majority of rappers is that dude still... 
comes off hungry like he's a new jack. And he raps know? like he's trying to make he it. He raps like he's trying to make it as opposed to I'm comfortable on the throne. You see, at one point he drinks the Red Bull um, and then just well, goes I, off well, board. I, I love, you know what? But and, and here's the thing. In the, in the video, y'all should go to um, YouTube or you can go to, uh, you know, the shady website or what have you. Um, and, and you'll see They'll it. find it. Eminem, Eminem has also, someone someone wrote this in a review. It's funny how, like, seeing, seeing ciphers reviewed is, is, is odd to me, but I get it, you know. But seeing, seeing someone actually write a review on a cipher is, is, is interesting to me. But um, because he, he then was, like, breaking down each verse and saying, like, Joe Buttons, he, he, he seemed too monotonous and he wasn't really, there was no emotion. I said, well, if you listen to what Joe, Joe Buttons is saying, Clearly, his family is going through a lot of uh, hard times and frustration and some misery because it sounds like someone, uh, you know, uh, cancer moved from from the lungs to the heart, you know. So, yeah. and his last line, he says something like this. Essentially, he says, so there, I, 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 y'all told me I had to put out a verse. Here's a verse. Now I'm done, you know. Clearly, was not in a good mood, but did it for... For business, because they got to sell their, their upcoming record. Uh, Royce the five nine, his uh, Royce he, just took a I, second to to, to get in. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. He, you know what he distracted me from is his the way he started to dress. Oh, you didn't like his outfit. His, I didn't his like anything. Rocker what, leather. I didn't like anything. He looked. He completely changed his whole his run look. from a different world hat. Yeah, to be honest with you, I had trouble focusing because he didn't seem like him. So you you were fine I, with you didn't you didn't mind Yellow Wolf's outfit? I well, because that's well, right, I, that's Yellow Wolf. But yeah, Royce looks a certain way, and to me, his whole vibe was different. And he kind of he didn't even he sound, seemed hipster. He looked. I don't too know what he was doing, but he like lost me at too, his he outfit. He looked too Williamsburg. You you he you lost like Royce in a in a baseball cap in a fitted. Just look like you, dude. With, Wear the right. shades, do the everything. Like he lost me at his outfit. Like to be well, honest with you, I zoned out. Like. I was kind of like, all right, can we just He's get the white guy? Yeah, I, I'm not feeling whatever it, that whole uh, package was. <laughs> I, he needs to Bessie go back. Bessie did not like uh, Royce the 5.9 2.0. He didn't like yeah. the new improved. He needs uh, to go back. He hasn't either Royce been in. Mature. He's 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 growing up. He's putting on his grown up. Pay. He hasn't been by his block in a minute. <laughs> I could tell. He's living well. You know, you, you, he's you, living well. You're saying he goes back to the block. Yo, look, this funny looking yeah, dude He's not going back, back the there. He's like, he he flew in he's for that and flew right back out. In, yeah. in, the, in the rock of leather. Oh, my God. Um, But anyway, I was saying Eminem, his, uh, he, he, you can tell he still like works at uh, his craft, which is really, that's the only, unlike say ball, especially since you're a baller, unlike playing basketball where, you know, Michael Jordan's knees on what they were now with versus 10 years ago. And then 10 years ago, his, his, um, his elevation, his vertical wasn't what it was 20 years ago, you know. Um, rappers, if you keep working, and that's pretty much with any any uh, form of entertainment. Um, if you keep writing, yeah. you know, and you allow yourself to evolve, um, and M was so far ahead of the game when he came out mm -hmm. that... Now everyone, you know, you hear a lot of people sort of rhyming, and and most of the time when I hear people rhyming, they they have the same sort of flow. You know, um, people are doing what he was doing, you know, fifteen years ago. You know, now um, Jay Z hasn't pushed him. So I I actually to this day, my boy uh, Rich Pierre Louis um, 
and I have have this debate where I I still I as as dope as the Black Album was, I still dig on not even the Blueprint. Um, I go back to Reasonable Doubt, and the reason I like Reasonable Doubt, I like OJ um, because similar to Biggie's second album, um, Biggie flipped different types of flows on his second album. The reason Life After Death is is still classic and still is better than 98, 99% of uh, any new hip-hop that comes out is because dude, dude, uh, he he flipped away. He said, you know what? I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm a flip everybody else's style. I'm a flip every style to let everybody know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do it. I'm a flip this. I'm a flip. I'm a flip bone thugs. Uh, I'm a flip the, 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 uh, I'm the dangerous. Ain't too many can bang with that. So he rhymed on a record with bone thugs and, and said, I'm going to take y'all style. And I'm flipping Brooklyn verbiage, baby. And then he then he did the pip pimp thing with uh with Too Short. You, know, you ever hear that song? Uh, I love at the end where Too Short just starts ranting. Talks for like three <laughs> he minutes. Talks for three minutes. He's like, and you loved her. You can't turn no hoe, no no housewife fool. Hey, I remember nerd. as a little Hold kid. Up, then he goes, nerd. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. But I, gotta listen, I go nerd. back listen to that. Oh yeah, now I do remember that. I would listen to that as a kid. I didn't even understand. That. <laughs> Can't tell no whole no, no housewife fool. But he Puffy some... has a good verse on there, by the way. I'm sure someone else wrote it, but that's a dope verse. Puff, a lot of Puffy's, you know that that was actually um, uh, that was the best. If she's flexible. Fuck the next to you. That shit was hot. Wait, how did you just edit part of what you said? Because well, I, mean, I wasn't gonna say. I like to edit out. But I've been actually okay. using the N word uh, in this bit that I've been working okay. on, where I sometimes say the N-word, uh -huh. and sometimes I don't uh -huh. because the joke seems to work without it, but it still doesn't feel like I'm doing it justice because, again, I'm editing myself. Right, right, right. But right, right. it's been getting a really good response. That's Oh, so you, you shot it? No, no, I'm saying I've been a stand-up. Oh, a bit on stand -up stage. Bit. Oh, yeah, and it's been working really well to the point where, because I knew if it surrounded the N-word, the bit has to be really good. It can't be yeah, like well, some halfway. It's either got to be well, that's, real. That's, and we, we, we said that before. If, if you're going if, if to do a joke about a nigga... Nigga, it better be right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, you have no, to you step would, it up would, because... Would, uh, I really am excited for you to see it when I, I have look, it all the I way through. I look forward it. to seeing Because I Bessie's see people's faces all, bit. like, they get worried, and then they... I, I it's, There's nothing better, as you know, when an audience, when you, you register something in people's head, not only funny, but that they get something. Right, 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 what right. you're saying, where it's like they can't kind of deny the logic that you're uh, right. saying. So you see people, oh, and, like... And, they, and, and anyone that, that might have had a problem with it is even like... Nah, he raised a good point. That's, yeah, like, that's, that's what happened. Like, because yeah. there was a black dude once I tried it first at an open mic, okay. and he was like, he couldn't believe, I guess, that I had enough nerve to do it in front of him, as he said. Okay. But oh, he, I was, spoke, he spoke to you about he spoke, it. Well, he came on stage. He was like, yeah, I can't lie. He's like, I wanted, I, I, he's like, part of me it's wanted to be mad at that. Yeah. Okay. He's like, I okay. wanted to be because of what you're saying, but I, he's like, I can't deny it. He's like, mm -hmm. that was, you know, you make a good point. It's funny. Like, okay. it's, so it was like, I got, he got couldn't it. help it. I but got to check I mean, it out. I mean, I mean, I'd be hyping the bit no, up too yeah, much. It's no, not something that's going to, it's not thought-provoking. I, I won't walk into the room like, I better do this nigga joke. It better be funny. <laughs> this better be, yeah. Oh, no. Is it no, ER or is it A? That's yeah, no, hilarious. It's, yeah, no, it's not. stupid. Yeah, Mike just said, is it ER or is it A? <laughs> no, you always get, yeah. hey, when it's, in doubt, if you're white, go with A. Yeah, it's A. It has nothing to do with, yeah, ER. It's not, it has nothing to do with really a race thing. It's just right, more right, just right, uh, right. Um, uh, but yeah, I, th I think, uh, man, I think Eminem, 
I the same way I don't think there will ever be like a, a Richard Pryor, another Richard Pryor, um, because the the times are different, and so you're not. It's going to be harder to find someone that grew up in a whorehouse and was raised um, by his his uh, grandmother who was the 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 mother of the whorehouse and ran a brothel and his mom was turning trick you know and, and then came up with the with the that's uh, actually my life living in the shadow he's stupid <laughs> living in the shadow I, of Bill Cosby as a comic and then having a breakdown in this Vegas this is all and, you're describing and, me and and running to Vegas like you did and, and or leaving Vegas and getting yep. run out of Vegas then going up to Berkeley and rediscovering himself with with the Black Panthers uh right living in their shadow this is Vessi. this is me I don't know where you what you're Vessi, uh, man this is my and, life and then smoking crack before it was crack you know again uh, and so Eminem now see, like Eminem came up at, during an era where where the white rappers that had come before him were novelty, you know. Um, that, and that's not to take away from like Vanilla Ice, obviously is the grand novelty. But then you had you had talented rappers like uh, Third Base, MC Search, and, and Prime Minister Pete Nice. And uh, remember, I remember there was this dude Milk that had one song that Milkbone, I think, was his name. Um, and then uh, Everlast, um, House of Pain, Everlast, and Danny Boy. Everlast had me until he. You see, a lot of people don't remember. Yeah, before before he had House of Pains, he was like a, a solo solo rapper, and he was down with Ice T's. He was down with Ice T Syndicate, and he had a song called "I Got the Knack." Oh, can I can I just interject for a second? Of course you can, man. Ice T, I listen to his podcast sometimes, and I he had, know Ice had a podcast. Absolutely, and I knew this before, but it didn't register until he said it. Um, that him actually. Him and Chris Rock had something to do. Well, Ice T obviously did, but Chris Rock had something to do with the song uh, "99 Problems" coming so, about. He played it for he because Ice T is the originator of "99 Problems." Okay, which a lot of people are completely unaware of and I, wouldn't know. Right. I, so, I know. so that's the thing. And so, it's if you listen, Ice T has a song called "I Got 99 Problems, But a Bitch Ain't One." Now, Jay Z flipped the meaning of it to right. to a dog. His right. was literally about women. Right. Now, so when Rick Rubin was producing. Uh, the Black Album, mm -hmm. uh, Rick Rubin was hanging out with Chris or something like that. He said, I don't know what to play Jay-Z. And Chris was like, hey, I've been listening to this old Ice-T album. Here's this. Oh, and he you. heard it. And then Rick Rubin played this for him. And then Jay-Z took the sample. Hence, that's how 99 Problems came. Dig it. Now, here, and even Chris said on the podcast, you know, Jay-Z could give you a shout out. It's interesting to me that, because he didn't just sample some old shit or sample right, some obscure right. thing in other music, that Jay-Z has never said it anywhere, any interview, has never brought Ice-T out, never never said anything, which to me says something about him, that he would never give that credit. Obviously, right, he right, paid right. for it. But right. I think it's very strange yeah, yeah. that he's never said, because that's a big deal. You're taking the exact chorus. It's one of your biggest yeah, songs, yeah. and you wouldn't big up someone who kind of paved the way and was one of the biggest rappers. Now, I can't go and do an archive research and find, but I think people would be more aware of it if uh, yeah, Jay-Z had said I, it. Because I, I didn't know this. So, I, I, so when Ice-T you know. does songs at concerts now, and he does 99 Problems, people, people go, like, oh, oh he, you're doing Jay-Z? And he oh, goes, wow. And, and Ice-T said that he doesn't have any, you know, qualms about it. He's right. happy that he used the song and everything. Because he gets paid for it. Well, no, actually he doesn't. For he some doesn't. reason, it goes, I don't know, you have to listen to it. He says he doesn't make a dime off of it, yeah. which is interesting. 
And even Chris said on the podcast, you know, oh, he could at least gave you a shout out. Could have gave and you a shout out of something. It's, yeah, it's like, it, you know, it's kind of like how the way. Come smack my girl's ass. Do something to Coco. Yeah, it was, it, it was really like. So the fact that Jay, I, I just think that said a lot about him that, that Jay-Z has never given that credit or, or is exposed. It just shows you how much like people sometimes don't want to or a credit hoarder or don't want to ever seem like someone's mm -hmm. helping them. Okay. And it, it's an it's really fascinating. That's that how that's, a lot of people felt with uh, uh, like any time. Remember when um, when Lauren Hill's album came out and and I think a couple of people after, you know, the five Grammys and so much success and I think it might have gone diamond. Uh, then people started coming out saying, yeah, well, you know, I wrote on that song. And that was always weird to me because I was like, you know what, if someone wrote a part of it, give them, this might be the biggest thing that they'll ever have. Give them, I think, give them the I think it also depends on the situation. Right. Like, obviously, we know in movies it's a little bit different. Right. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, even, even with, like, my small stuff, if someone helps me, like, I'll, like, sometimes bring in a couple of my friends to come, like, punch up something with right. me. And if they, I really feel like they helped me, regardless right. if how much a percentage of it is, I'll probably still be like, hey, co-written by this person. Right. But then, you know, like, my friend just shot a sketch uh, that I'll plug in a second that we shot uh, over no, the weekend. Nothing. And <laughs> we shot it over the weekend. And it was his idea. And then I helped write on it and wrote some ideas. Okay. And he was asking me, oh, why didn't you say co-written by you too? But I was like, nah, but it, it's your idea. I said, I help, you know, give you some lines, stuff like mm -hmm. that. But I don't want to take, you You came up with the initial idea. Right. That's enough. I didn't, you know. Well, that what they and do? sometimes I don't, you know, I want it to be about the work and, rather and than. Don't they usually like uh, with with uh, film and even TV at times, but film, it'll say, they'll, they'll say story by, like if you come to me with, with, if you say, Dean, I have this concept, this idea, but then I help you punch it up, it'll say story by Joseph Bessie, written by Joseph yeah, Bessie. Yeah, but Dean the film Ed. world is so much different, though, because with, okay. the, with the Writers Guild and all that stuff, yeah. like, you'll see people get it, it, on percentages. Of, right. there, there's a lot of people who've written scripts that sometimes you won't even see their name on the script. Right. Like, even, yeah, yeah. even guys who are getting paid for it, it's such a weird thing of how yeah. they determine whose name is going right. to hit the script. Like, even there's a script called uh, a movie, Grandma's Boy, that Sandler produced. And it's written yeah. by, uh, I, with Covert, and it's written by the first name, I can't remember that guy's name, and Alan Covert and Nick Swartzen. But really, according to them, is the, the script was initially written, the first name on there. That guy wrote the initial script, but they changed about 90, you know, 5% right. of it. Right. And you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, like, yeah. but that guy still got first billing and mm -hmm. first thing, you know, because he came up with the right. you was, know, initial was, thing, was, but it's literally, you know, 90%, you know, different. And whereas there'll also be like revisions on scripts, even right. that, oh, this guy wrote a lot of it, rewrote, but you never see his name. I don't know. Right. It's very weird to me right. how it works in that way. Well, that's the same with like TV, television is, to me is even crazier because usually you'll only see one written by, and that's just happens to be the writer that, was assigned that particular yeah. episode. Then you'll see eight line producers, supervisor, supervising producers. You'll see all these. I didn't. I didn't learn this till with maybe the last decade or so. That when you see all those producers as the credits are rolling, a lot of them are the writers. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, on this on the last on season of the Shield, there was a guy Adam Fierro mm -hmm. who there were a lot of new writers that season, and he rewrote. So many of those scripts. Oh, really? You know, and, but of course, each, like you said, each assigned person gets the credit for that right. episode. That's why I feel like you just got to make it about the work. If you get, start getting caught yeah, up in credit, yeah, yeah. you start driving yourself crazy. And well, because you never, I just saw, uh, 
I, I saw this on Instagram and I, I, I was actually, I was an annoyed, but then I was like, well, you can't do it. I, I wrote a, I wrote this joke three, two and a half, three years ago. Um, when I'm talking about second, I don't think anybody, you know what? I can't say if someone stole it or not. Um, but I remember the first time I did this joke, it wasn't even, I, it was a joke. I, I had been, uh, I was in LA it was pilot season, so this I'm gonna say this is maybe January, February 2011 to 2012, and I had gotten sick of hearing the Kardashian name, and so I said, you know what, I want to write write from a perspective that no one's sort of hit on yet, and uh, and talk about interracial couples. So I started just you know jotting ideas, and I, I started riffing on stage, and I uh, the the joke I came up with. Uh, well, one of the jokes, part of the bit that I came up with was uh, that, you know, people people have to appreciate um, the Kardashians for what they bring to the game. You know, everybody has their thing, you know, and and, and we need to, we're, we're always, that's what it was. You know what it was? I start off by saying, you know, sis, sisters always mad when they see a uh a uh, white dude, a brother with a white chick, and I'm like, it's not, it's not. You have to realize, it's not, it's not. It's, you, you're broken up. It's not white women. It's not Asian women. It's not Latinas. It's not Arabs. It's these Kardashians that always gets a laugh. Uh-huh. And then, then I go into the thing where, and I say, say how. Uh, so who you took know, I this? appreciate. No, well, his peep. So I'm. Uh, so the joke is, uh, you know, you appreciate them for what they bring to the game. You know this. The, we all thought you had to have talent, but now we all realize it's not always about talent. Now you just got to be seen. I said, and, and you know, you got Kim, Chloe, and Courtney. This is the first time in history that black men could get into the KKK. And, and boom. So, and been killing, killing with this joint. Anytime I do that bit. That's so, funny. well, but that's what I'm saying. So, I do I think someone stole it? No. Um, I, I, I saw I saw a meme. Someone, uh, as a matter of fact, Charlemagne, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Charlemagne posted. I'm I'm seeing if I I took a screenshot of it. And was I angry? I wasn't angry. I felt types of ways about it because I was like, yo, I said, I said, yeah, boom. The uh, the only KKK to ever let black men in, right? And so I saw that, and I was like, you know what? For me, I, I took it two ways. You know, the arrogant route or the the glasses half fill, full route took it as saying, well, shoot, I, I I did that three years ago. So I was ahead of everybody as far as my comedic thinking, which is as, as a comic, um, as a comic, you always want to... Todd Lynn used to say this a lot. Todd, um, and it's a good point, good rule to live by, I think, as a, as a comic or just as a creative entity. Um... Anytime you have an idea, the first idea sucks, right? Don't go with the first idea because if if that if you can, if that was the first thing that came to mind, like whatever's going on, if if you were making a joke about Eminem's misogyny and the first thing that came to mind, you wrote that down and wrote a joke about it. After you write that joke, toss that joke out because if it's the first thing that came to your mind, it's the first thing that came to the average person's mind, the audience member's mind, and. As a performer, you never want to give the audience what they can give themselves, right? So then you go to the second, even the third. Usually by like your third draft of it is where you really find yeah, that's good advice. The, the you know the crust of it. So 
part part of me, I, I was like, well, you know what? I'm glad that I uh, thought of that yeah. three years ago. But then part of me was like, um, I, I still want to do my joke. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Right. And I still am. But I was just, I think, annoyed seeing, initially seeing, you're like, oh, yeah, man. Because now people, same way with Ice-T. Now when he does... 99 Problems, people are like, oh, you got that from Jay-Z. I don't want nobody saying, oh, you got that from, from a meme that uh that Charlemagne or whomever posted. And he, I'm like, yeah. no. You know, and, and so that's, no, I, that's the that's, artist. I understand that perfectly. Yeah, boom, right. <laughs> hey, boom. It's, 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 record, it's documented history. And you know what, lastly, about the Eminem thing, I, I thought, and, and I, I took a couple of lyrics because I thought, I think it's funny that that the culture vultures are angry at Eminem for for uh, mentioning, you know, hitting Lana Del Rey because he's peed on Rihanna in in uh, what was the name of that song? In Medicine, Medicine Ball, Ball. Yeah. he peed on Rihanna. He 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 raped Nicole Scherzinger, all the p pussycat dolls. Uh, he's like you said. He he's uh, he's murdered his 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 daughter's mother slash ex wife, uh, his own mother. <laughs> so and and hold up, let me just some of the lyrics in 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 this song in in the freestyle to me is very telling because I never knew this. He says, "Plus with a history of muscular dystrophy, it wasn't a mystery why this middle figure was stuck in the upward positioning." You got it. That's 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 how you know it's, it's Slim Shady when his voice gets like this. Um. So, but that to me, I said, okay, well, you know what? That that could be a reason. Like we don't we didn't know that his his uh. His family had a history of muscular dystrophy, and that could be one of the reasons that adds to his angst, you know, and anger towards people. Um, but but here's the thing, y'all people are so angry that he hit uh, that he hits Lana Del Rey. Um, but earlier in the song, no one they totally overlooked the fact that he's in the mood to kill. Kill till I plow my coop to veil into some children in the food pavilion at a build a bear. <laughs> like so, yeah. So we're fine with we're fine with him running over. First of all, no one has. Yeah, do you do you really think Eminem is driving a coop de ville? He's he's a multi multi millionaire, but he said, nah, I really really need that coop de ville." You know, and he he, he hit a he hit. Not just one child. He hit a group of children. He runs all the children over. I just think somebody's... He's a menace to society. Dude, Eminem is, is vile to society. Glory, Gloria Steinem, but I finger her like a witness. Show me the lineup. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let me... Let me I, oh, hold up. Hold up. Mike's favorite part is Anderson Cooper, which I'm getting to. Um, but look how you react to this trigger life when I call, call you a bigger dyke than a Hoover Dam. You're playing right into Lex Luthor's hands. Uh, here, here's, here's Mike's part. Happy as Anderson Cooper, hey. hey. <laughs> Happy as Anderson Cooper having a tuba, tuba crammed into his pooper with lubricant. <laughs> Sorry. I wonder if he'll enjoy that, Anderson Cooper. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Oh, so Mike, so hold up. What's funny is you said... I uh, wonder if he'll enjoy that. And then Mike adds it. Well, he's gay, so <laughs> what's wrong with Oh, but my favorite, honestly, my favorite, my favorite lyric, um, two of my favorite lyrics in that whole rhyme um, is, I think all of them, all of them times I, compri I comprise my bottom lines as thoughts of rhymes that, that sodomize your daughter's minds. 
Then I'm like, dollar sign. <laughs> I think that's dope. But for the real hip hop heads, my, my favorite joint is I'm brand new being like Grand Poobie. Like I'm brand new. I'm I'm brand new being like Grand Poobie's band. I thought that was dope. So I just because yeah. I, I what I love about Eminem's lyrics, man, is he he does always. Give nods to the cast that inspired him, man. So and the icing on the cake is that he's white. So well, nothing but better you know than what? that. And, and he actually addresses the reason because people like because the 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 journalists and the culture vultures that that said he's he's just trying to be relevant. I'm like, well, Eminem just headlined that that uh, concert for Valor, so he doesn't. It's it's not like he fell off and suddenly he's. He's he's reaching for straws. These trying are people to that be don't do their research. They don't know relevant. Anything. Yeah, that's I think that's what bugs me the most about uh, when people come out. I'm like, he's been he's been saying these things for years. Anyone that knows hip hop and knows freestyle and knows that that is more about the ta- the the skill of squeezing all of those words into short bars, you know? I would love to argue with some of these people on, like, the news panel, like, you know, like, the way, like, right. Patrice argue with certain oh, people yeah. about stuff, you know, oh, that would I, be I fun, especially... Patrice, uh, but the on um, Fox News. But I was gonna say, like, I said that, you know, how Eminem is, like, an extreme abnormal talent yeah. that I don't think is attainable by just most people. Because nobody's... And then this, back to my... not to, Back to what I was saying earlier, this, he came up... He came up having to prove himself. And yeah. so now... Him still, still always feeling like he has to prove himself. That's what makes him such a great rapper, a great MC, yeah. I should say, because he even says in that freestyle, he's never, he's never on the lists where he feels like he should be on the list. You right. know, they're always gonna say uh, uh, Jay Z, uh, Nas, and Biggie and Rock Kim, but the dude, yeah, I in the dude movie credit. top five, I don't huh? think. He might be brought up once, and there's and, a lot right, of people. They, they, they do the they, they, they do their uh, yeah they do a lot lists, of different yeah. lists in there, and he might be brought up once or twice. I can't remember, but I yeah, and I have to I feel and I I, t- I talked about this with Charlemagne on my podcast. Uh-huh. I think there's some type of definitely race thing involved, definitely, especially definitely. with black people. Definitely, that there's definitely. some type of like fuck this guy's is better you know than us, and he stole uh, it from I'm us. Gonna, I'm going to I'm going to guess it's not so much a stole from us thing. I think uh, culture has been stolen from people of color, specifically in this case, black people, from in music. From uh, you look at you look at the the canon of of Coltrane and Miles Davis, but then Kenny G had a nice run where people were like it's this is amazing jazz, and I'm like nah, jazz has been out there, you know. And and what what winds what always happens, and the reason. Uh, Black people are so hard pressed to give it up, is because we're we're always afraid once it's given up, it's going to be taken from us and then remixed and 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 the history always gets rewritten. Um, Elvis was called the the king of the king of rock, and you had a gang of people from Little Richard to uh, uh, Chubby Checkers to uh, uh, the Duck Walk. Damn, I can't think of. Um, damn it, I can't think of his name. Um, but you had all these, you had all, Chuck Berry, you had all these, all these artists, uh, Jackie Wilson, all these artists that came long before Elvis, but Elvis remixed or took what they had done and then presented it to the white masses. And people were like, this is, this, this is amazing. This blues is, this is amazing. And, and black people left like, yo, we, we've been doing this. Right. 
No, now, I understand that. Now it's now. It's, I remember on on SNL, one of my castmates, Eminem. Uh, I think "Lose Yourself" came out, and he was like, "When was?" The, and he he said to me, he was like, "Yeah, when was the last time you heard a rapper really talk about something?" I was like, "Are you are you kidding me?" There are numerous songs where where people went into. Who was that that said that? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, I don't need to put out the the information. I mean, if you're one tough, of, you do one, it. I'm, you know, I'm, if I'm you're a comic. Scared, I, you don't do it. You know what I mean? About being tough. I'm about. You know what I'm saying? Um, All right, you but shook. Yeah, I remember. You shook. All right. <laughs> so good. So good. Hilarity. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm feeling like he's one of my neighbor. And he's gonna run me over. <laughs> um, yeah. So I remember. I remember, but. And we had we had a back and forth where I pulled up a couple of references, but then after he left, I said he's he already made up his mind that that's that's the uh, the reference point he's going with because this is the Great White Hope, and so the Great White Hope, and when when you hear black people say oh it's Great White Hope, is all there's always a white cat that's going to uh, uh, take what what black people have done. And run with it, and then not so much the the artist. And Eminem even acknowledges this. He says, he said he knows he can get away with saying a lot of things yeah. because I'm white, and y'all are gonna buy it anyway. Whereas if if uh, if a new if Lil Wayne says says half the things that he says, it's a black face, a composite drawing looking face, and suddenly uh, that's public enemy number one. Is there's a different standard, and and unfortunately for Eminem. He always that's his cross he always has to bear. Yeah. That he's not gonna he's not gonna get the respect he he deserves. I think Eminem is is is, is top three, man. I you know is he better than Biggie? I can't yeah. say I'm not that gonna say because, that, but he's definitely but two. He's 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 he's, definitely he's two. up there. You know what I mean? Definitely number two. And I was saying, there's only a few other people that I could compare that type of talent to in comedy. And right. comedy only like maybe yeah, like I'm saying, as far as a talent that's unattainable. Okay. Like I'm just saying, I'm a strong believer that you right. know, people say you mistake people mistake genius for hard work. So I think you can right. reach a high level, but there are but some few people just people have an, a, a thing, a ding. And, I, and then only other couple of people I could think of to compare him. I to. I want to say thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, Joseph. I, um, I know it's a, it's a tough thing. You'll probably be surprised with people I say because it's only like three people. Ooh, There's only um, the dudes, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Okay. The guys, because the, the talent that those guys have as far as writing the show okay. and the stuff they've done for years mm-hmm. and that they do the voices and that right. they can sing and do the voices right. and they can play instruments and they do a Broadway play and they do movies and right. they can act. I, I don't, for they that length feel- of time, it's, it's ridiculous. And the way they churn it out yeah. fast yeah. with the shows too is, it's ridiculous. Do you find a uh, similar comparison? Um, do or would you say that? Um, oh, geez, the Family Guy, uh, Matt, uh, Seth MacFarlane, is is on there only because I know. Yeah. Only reason I ask that is because you just said uh, writes, does the voices, sings, right? Makes I, you know, I guess I, I haven't really watched him enough to, okay, to make okay. that assessment. Okay. Um, so I, I really. I, so very, I don't very know. similar. That's that's the only reason. In, in yeah. comparison to say uh Matt Groening, who uh who does the Simpsons but doesn't voice, you know, um he has a cadre. But I don't know if he's writing all those family guys himself. Like Trey Trey Parker, Matt Stone, like they have okay. some other couple gotcha. writers, but they're doing the majority of itself. Gotcha. That being said, okay. I don't follow Seth Mathorn at okay. all, so I don't know. Fair enough. But yeah, but um writes, writes but I mean 
So I don't know. I don't know about him. But yeah, I, that's only Matt Stone and Trey Parker. and uh, Which is interesting because I thought you were going to go with stand-ups, but you're just saying... Yeah, I was just, just speaking. You know, most of them are of not comedy. stand-ups. Okay. The only person... I don't even know if I have a stand-up in the okay. list that's on that level. The only other person uh, for comedy is Johnny Brennan, the creator of the Jerky Boys. Oh, okay. That's the only other person. I know you're a big fan of the Jerky yeah, Boys. his comedy talent, no one's made me laugh. There's no stand-up, no actor. Okay. I mean, that has made me laugh. As much as him, like his just comedic even, ability. Even that scene in Forty Year Old Version that you no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those yeah. If they if there was a hundred of those right, in right, One right, Forty Year right. Old Version, but and only people that really like know the Jerky Boys would understand that. But like those are the only guys and, and, that I can they, put. They sort of revolution. They would they would. There's always something to be said about being the first to sort of. Uh, and were they the first to prank call? No, but they were the first to really make make prank calling. Yeah. What, it, what it now is Like prank calling now Is almost passe Because every morning radio uh, Show has Has uh, the prank calls Yeah well And to me that's what Because that's why They don't get the necessarily respect Because people right. go Oh it was prank calling But the characters And mm -hmm. the improvising And this, his knowledge Of so many different subjects And like the concepts It's like it, It's insane So yeah those are only The people I could think of But well, Those, those suffice yeah, those are my. Those I don't have I, like a large list. I, it doesn't, you know what? No, it would lose land, its cachet the, if it well, was, was a large say, list. In the realm of geniuses, the, the the word genius is overused too much, and, and there sh you shouldn't have a long, long list of yeah. geniuses. You know, those are my three. I guess that's three people, or no, four. No, nah, I know. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. He was just built that way. I was but gonna I, say I mean, that's, 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 that's not that's that's he was, he was born that way. Yeah. Like to me, George. Jordan is the epitome of hard Jordan work. might go in that list yeah. because uh, in terms of what, no, he's for some reason just the greatest player of all time, even though you could argue that Magic and Larry Bird are all like just as good in right. a lot of ways. But there's something about Jordan, something he has mm -hmm. that people just go, yeah, he's the greatest player of all time. Right. So, I mean, he'd people be the always only person, argue, but. I, I've seen lately people always arguing. First, they'll say, uh, who's the heir to the throne, Kobe or LeBron? And I've seen uh, most people go with Kobe. Mm -hmm. uh, I would never give it to LeBron. You would give I, it to no, oh, yeah, could, no, could not. Just based on just him. Okay, you, you're right. Yes. Right, we've gone through this. Yeah, before. hey, he doesn't like yeah. LeBron. Can't stand but, him. But um, then when people, as soon as you bring up Kobe, Jordan, then people get offended. It's it's funny when you you cannot people when when it comes to people's heroes and and. Uh, the the uh, the idolization that people have, or was it idolatry? I I don't. What's the word uh, when you idolize? I think it's idolatry, something like that. Uh, when when people hold people on a pedestal, you are hard pressed to to try. I used hard pressed twice in one podcast. Um, uh, you better not say anything bad about the hero or compare. Yeah. Their hero to anyone that came after them, right? Like you know? for you, Obama. If you say something, of, of course. Um, How dare you? <laughs> but actually, you know what? Let me. This is a good. You brought up basketball. You know what? I'll plug the sketches that came out. Yeah, the, the sketches, um, man. Yeah, yeah. the the sketches with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. Oh, I, son, I meant. to... I know you. I you talked I, about it. You, no, but you mentioned I, it earlier. Briefly. I meant to mention those because I've yeah. been seeing them a lot. Yeah, no, it came out well because it was on Adult Swim first, and then it went to YouTube the same night under like the Jordan. It's under like the Jordan YouTube channel. Okay, so that's where people can find it. It's like it's like a mini sketch show mm -hmm. that they did advertising their latest shoe for Jordan, right. 
And so they did like two episodes. It was supposed to be more, but Nike cut some stuff that they weren't in. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's like a six, seven minute sketch show. Yeah. Two episodes. Dave, it was on, uh, I was uh, I was in Portland recently and it was on uh, Adult Swim. Uh, that, that I think the day, the, the, the night before my show, I got in a day early and they were, it was, it was on, um, after, I don't know, like, uh, one of those, you know, Adult Swim yeah. always has those odd shows on that yeah, are 15 it was on minute there. shows. Um, but it was, it was fun. I was, I was like, oh, this is the, and there was something yeah. in it that wasn't in the clip you sent me. So it was, it was even funnier oh, that's cool. watching it. Yeah. 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 Neil Brennan, he wrote and directed them and. Yeah, that's who brought me out there to work on it. Big so up the it was champs. cool. Go check out. Yeah, the check out the Champs podcast. They champs just, podcast. So yeah, and by the way, I because I hadn't been to LA in maybe I don't know five years. Really? Been, yeah, because I really I was there when I was working on like film stuff, but then uh -huh. once I started stand up, I pretty much okay. stayed here. So I hadn't been there since I started stand up. Did you get so on stage while you out there? Yeah, I did like six shows. Oh, that's good. How, like how, how long days. were you out there? I was out there for eight days. Okay. So I because okay. the the shoot was three days. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I got up pretty much. The only place I didn't get up was, well, I guess it was a bunch, but I'm saying I didn't, I, I stopped off didn't the places. The store? I didn't do the store. Yeah, the I, I stopped off the store, but I did the Laugh Factory Back and I did, I did Neil Brennan's show. It's awesome on Sundays uh, the at West the West Side, uh, Theater. Side Theater. And I did that a couple of times. And then I did a couple other, so I did this place called the Ice House. Yeah, the Ice House. In Pasadena. Yo, Ice House was I got cool. my deal out of the Ice House, son. You said what? I got my deal out of the Ice House. Oh. I blew, I blew. I blew a deal with Fox at the Improv, and my agent set up something. The night I was leaving, I I went to L after I got released from SNL. I was like, I need a deal, son. I'm about to get mad. It's a nice club. I mean, I, I like that deal. they got so they rooms. they set up a last minute um show showcase for me for ABC out at the Ice House. Um, and I went and did the show Friday evening. And then a couple of hours later, I was headed to the airport and they called and they're like, ABC wants to do a deal. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> I was going yeah. on. I was about to leave for uh, leave for my honeymoon. I was like, I need, I need, I need to have something, son. I can't just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I got love. The Ice ice House is a dope yeah, room. It's I, just, it's, it's, it's far. Yeah, not, it was, it's, it was, it was actually not, quick. It was it's, quick. It's I not, got there fast. It's not far, but depending on traffic. Depends what time you leave and stuff yeah. like that. But I, I, been, I, I was in L.A. so much five years ago that I know the streets. Right. So I'm pretty no, good no, at traveling no, 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 and knowing not when to to hit traffic and all that stuff. How were the shows? The shows were amazing. And did, I'm sure that was just because... Did you do the nigga joke? I didn't have it then. Oh, I just okay. wrote it. Okay. But I didn't... It's uh, a new nigga joke. What'd you say? It's a new nigga joke. Yes, it's a, it's a new one. Fresh. Uh, but yeah, I, I might've been just high off of the, sh you know, being that I was there for the first time doing right. stand up. but right. all the shows were like really good. I don't know if there's really a difference or I was just there for eight days, but people seem to be very That's good. attentive That's and good. very, I don't know, all the shows I did I, were just really good. I think, I think LA clubs, what were you, what'd you say, Mike? No, I'm just saying New York's more. New York is more. New York's a little bit more. New York is more, more ch challenging in my opinion. Yeah. Stand up in uh, because uh, you can kill you have in New people York from some of everywhere in every club you go to. If you if you're in the village and you're playing uh, the cellar or Greenwich Village Comedy Club or Village Underground, you you might have people from all over the world. Plus, you have uh, NYU students. Then, if you go up, say uh, Broadway area, you you might have uh, you know people. You'll you'll get a lot of the people that. 
um, you know, the Barkers were out in Times Square saying, hey, come to the comedy club. And these people are not yeah, comedy not club literate. You know, they're not, they they don't understand how comedy clubs work. The West Side Theater was, uh, have you West, been there? Yeah, West and Side is open. I, I like love that, that place because when I, it was like, I did two shows there and it was like, they, they were just very, it's an intimate place. Yeah. And people are like, I just was. Uh, well, it's a theater. It's a nice, it's a small yeah. theater. So. I just remember people being exceptionally, I felt quiet. And they were really ready to laugh. Yeah. And I also kind of felt like I had something to prove because I'd never been around a lot of, of these comics and all these people. So you so want to make sure that be... you leave the right impression. You, yeah. you don't want to leave LA like, yo, my man was whack. Yeah, I was scared, especially doing Neil. had never seen me do stand-up before. Oh, yeah, so, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like he had never, the only confidence I had that I had pitched him some sketch ideas that he liked. It, unfortunately, it didn't make it in enough time for them to use those particular sketches, but he okay. liked them. Okay. And so that kind of gave me some confidence. But still... You know, it, it's it's more. I feel that pressure more, especially with guys like that, because if they've never seen you at all, it's like you know how you know big of a deal it is to come oh, off right. It's yeah. like and no, and it's always hard for people to understand. Like, oh, that was just a bad set. You know, it's just like you nah, can't afford yeah. it. You can't once, afford that. Once you once you yeah, leave, you can't yo, afford it. Yo, the, so. the the protocol as far as yeah. going up in front of people for the first time <laughs> is you gotta kill it the first time. Yeah, you can't. You you can never go up. And then come off like the crowd was kind of tight. Yeah, because you're gonna leave town. They're gonna be like, oh, what was up with your man? I heard so much. You were talking so strong about it. I know. I was in the green room right before I went on, like trying to hide my nerves. But I was like, man, I fucking just hope I'm sharp. Like I just, I you know, I was just like. And then once I got my first laugh, I was like, I was relaxed. But was that your first show in LA, or had you already been doing? It was. I flew in Saturday night, and I got on Sunday. I did. Two shows. I did Laugh Factory, so I had a you warm did chocolate up. Sundays. I did chocolate Sundays, and then I oh, had okay. the, and then I had. So that was like a warm up to Neil show. Oh, then so, that's good. Though. So I was good. So Laugh Factory, I went on first because I had to get to Neil's show. So I went on first. Were you on in the the who was hosting? Was Donnell hosting? Or was, no, it wasn't uh, Donnell. Ranji? I think it was Roger. I don't know. So but you I just, on the, the, the new, the new yeah, Jack they put segment? Me up. Okay. Yeah. So they got me very quick, and they were very. I was amazed. Like he only hosted for I don't know, yeah, not that does, long. He does, a and it was like I could tell those crowds like they're hype. So oh, they were son. cool. They yeah, were they were if, dope. If you, if you win at the Laugh Factory, if or no, if you lose at the Laugh Factory, you stink. Like the Laugh <laughs> yeah, Factory. Yeah, they were. They felt a little. Here's what the thing was. I here's what I felt when I left Laugh Factory. I said, "All right, let me relax." They, they laughed kind of almost damn near at anything mm -hmm. I said. So I didn't let that like get me going. So I was like, all right. No, no, they were but it's the urban show. So you have a little added pressure. It's funny though, because the Chocolate Sundays, the urban show has, has is very multicultural now. And so uh, you'll see just, you, you, it's not just all chocolate. There's, there's some chocolate, some butter pecan, some vanilla, you know, some of everything in there. Yeah. Um, so I can okay, so I can see you leaving there saying, eh, well, I was they just, were real good, but let me just make sure. Yeah, I was still on because I knew the other show was even more important. Like Laugh Factory was important because all these guys don't know me. Someone right. was putting me, someone recommended me. So there's the comics are up in the, the the mezzanine in the balcony. Yeah, well, and there was some down below, but also I was being the way I got on all these shows is I'm being vouched for by people. So Who that's also the pressure you, uh, for that one. At the fact I was, said I would, but I wasn't out there. Yeah, it was uh, my friend Akash. He okay. has he knows yeah. okay. uh I forget the guy's name, really nice. Pookie was super nice out there. Was it Pookie runs Chocolate Sunday? Okay, I, it was a young dude. I feel like it wasn't Pookie. I remembered that. Uh, Q? It, it, um maybe it was Q. Dark skin dude. Yeah, it was definitely black. Um, <laughs> but Akash recommended me for that one. There was other ones that I got recommended to. I'm trying to remember. A lot of people hooked me up, but Did I knew you do a lot Mo of people Better out Mondays? there. 
I didn't do Mo Better Monday. I did actually this place called the Venice Bistro. That was like a really fun show. Restaurant that the crowd was half outside and half inside. That was actually kind of dope. Yeah, it was right on Venice. And um, I knew a lot of people that I saw out there. Yeah. Like I saw Khalees. I saw, right, I saw a lot of there, right. Yamanika was out there. I saw Jermaine Fowler. I saw a okay. lot of people that, that I was helps. running. It. Yeah, it felt good. Like I just saw Jermaine on the strip and we ran into Don oh, really? Juan. Yeah, we, I was running to people. That's I funny. saw the Lucas brothers. Like I saw people just running around. So it kind of felt like home at the Makes same time. Makes you feel time. a little better when you see, see someone that you know. And everyone was very nice, I will say right. that. Like everyone was cool. Well, everyone that's the thing was, about it. That's, I know that's, you're going to say that, but I, even if it is, I'm still, <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. I'm still happy with that. But that's the thing. No, and which is awesome. Like LA, you are, you saw your time. Yeah, fine. LA, you, um, I don't. I won't say every, people or everyone is phony. Um, I don't think everyone is. I think, the, but but everyone is on their best behavior and very welcoming when you go to LA. I actually, I I love LA. I love. I love. Out there. I, I love. love I love uh, the energy. I bring, but I also know that everyone has their mask on. Of I, you ain't gonna call me on my horse crap. I ain't gonna call you on yours. So we good, you know. Yeah. Um, but still going to the the West Side joint. I know was also pressure for you because you're 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 out there. You're working with Neil. Yeah, the um, next you've, day you've known Neil <laughs> now for for about two, three, yeah, two years, years, maybe a couple. So years. So he's aware. He's aware of you, but in your mind, you're like, all right, let me prove. Yeah, I've seen a couple of comics that I may or may not know at the factory and these other places, but here I gotta. I want to make sure, dude, respects my funny. And and people don't realize comic like for for us like. We don't care if you think we're we're good looking or ugly. We don't care if you think we're our clothes are busted or we look clean. But if 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 I'm a comedian, I need you to know that I'm I'm funny and I'm just as funny as you. If not, I'm funnier than you. But you're, I'm not gonna have you looking at me like I am subpar to what you do. That you pressure and, and knowing if you don't do it, you don't know that pressure for a young comic trying to prove something to somebody who's, right. you know, the co-creator of the Chappelle show. That's a lot right. of and you, pressure. You have, you have a certain amount of respect for, for Neil. So yeah, I have a lot of respect for Neil. And he, he yeah. took me kind of, you know, he hadn't seen me do any writing, any stand-up other than us just interacting on the podcast. Okay. So when he asked to pitch the sketches, that was a lot of pressure. Okay. So I had to really work super hard on those. And then once he liked them, and I was kind of like, okay, because if anybody knows Neil, he's a pretty straightforward yeah. dude. Yeah. He's not going to pull any punches. If he doesn't like it, he doesn't like it. So, um, you know, same thing on set. Like when I would give him jokes, he used the ones he liked. Right. Other ones, you know, he didn't. And he had, you know, I mean, he's great. He knows so much stuff. And that's also the hard thing was thinking of jokes, like you kind of said with Todd Lynn, that he's not already thinking of, which is hard because right. he's a comedian, he's a writer. Right. So really trying to find stuff, you know, that he can use and be helpful and, uh, yeah, he was awesome. So he gave my that was my first like real writing comedy job. So, oh, really? Yeah. So it was really dope of him to take a chance. Well, son, congratulations, young fella. Your, Thank your you, man. Cherry is popped. <laughs> you've done your thing. There's blood you, everywhere. You've done every. It was blood. I popped shelf. my cherry. There was there was blood. See, see I got to take it. This is why we missed the man. It was juicy. Um, so what else? You got but, anything popping? That well, we check out those sketches. You can look up. I, it's called BG, uh, B, BGCP3 TV yeah. and HD. But you look up Blake Griffin, Chris Paul sketches. Right. By the way, those guys were amazing. They were hilarious. And they blew my mind, especially Blake. His improv skills were right. so funny. Um, so you can look up those sketches. Obviously, check out the short. We already plugged that. And then the thing we filmed uh, over the weekend, Michael actually... Shot it. 
did an amazing job without okay. playback because we shot it with GoPros. It's a spoof oh, off wow. of um, the uh, catcalling video. So did like an in-camera edit? No, it was just, no, the GoPros, you can't right, see you playback. Can't, you can't, okay. So um, oh, wow. I edited and, uh, and, and produced it. My friend Kenny Garcia, comedian, who I started with actually in comedy, okay. he came up with this great idea of like 10 hours of walking as a puppy. And like when people like get stuff, you know, <laughs> called out at you and stuff like that. So 10 hours walking in NYC as a puppy, that's uh, our spoof off of it. Um, yeah, I got the other one I'm editing right now, so that's not out yet. Yeah, per time this is out, it will be out. You're right. It's, uh, I did, uh, I don't, we'll see how mine turns out. Mine was, uh, is 10 hours. I don't know how I'm going to phrase it, but 10 hours uh, walking through NYC as a white boy with a handle. And, you know, ah, dribbling. So we'll see what happens with that one. That's and funny with those videos, too, because you have to do them quickly. That's why they're hard. I never did it before, so I took okay. a chance. Me and Kenny were going to shoot at the same time. I thought his idea was even better than mine. So I said, all right, let's, you know, combine okay. it and we'll get the same people. We'll do it. And we had a lot of, we had like 15 comedians there, you know, just saying one line here and uh -huh. there. And so. Really? Yeah, we had so many people, so. But Michael did a really, really great job shooting it because, again, we didn't have, he didn't have playback. So right. getting right. it, the whole, you know, so thank God, you know, it wasn't an easy thing to shoot either. Oh, you know what? I just saw one, uh, speaking of those 10, ten hours walking, I saw one. But you, you know what? I as, But ours is, oh, I'm going to oh. say this right now, ours is the best so far. Absolutely. Every, I'm No disrespect to anybody else. I, right. I've seen in some, but I think definitely Kenny's concept is definitely the best one. And I think ours and the reception we're getting so far is the funniest. So that's and what's what I that think. one called? That, 10 hours walking in NYC as a puppy. As a puppy. That's funny. Yeah. So, cause it's also true because people do yell out stuff to dogs and are kind of a little rude and pushy where they'll just right. come up and pet your dog, give you a treat. And it's like, wait, can you right. ask Fall permission? Back. Fall back. So, and, and the other day I was walking a dog you might have yesterday Ebola. and I was walking a dog yesterday and this doorman was just going, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, so it is a kind of cat yes. calling, yeah. and then we made it a little bit more well, sexual. Dog calling. And we kind of, yeah, right, dog See calling. What I did right there? So that's why you are who you are. It's and what there I was do. a little thing. Um, I kept it pretty clean, which you'd probably be surprised, right. but we, you know, made it well, borderline harassment. Dog, you know? I mean, yeah. You know, that's, I still offend the dog. Man. Yeah. The basketball, yeah, we'll see how the basketball yeah, turns I, out. I, I don't know how the basketball one. is going to turn out because that's like a little bit more offbeat, and it's, you know, not like a direct parody. We have a different ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want I, just because I know how sick his handle is, so I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking forward. It was kind of uh, cold out, so I could only do so much. Uh -huh. So, but it looked better than I thought it was when I looked on the camera. Was. I was like, man, I, I always say that. I'm not trying to even sound like an idiot, but I go, man, my trouble is pretty good because I never right. see it that way. And when I see it on camera, I go, wow, that really looks good. Right. I it's it. you know, I it's. It. It, Right. I know, but it doesn't. I when I do it, it just doesn't seem as crazy. I, I guess. I guess that's normal. Okay. But it's getting weird. When I do it, it just doesn't seem as crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watch. I watch the, I know the video, I owe you, son. I, I, I owe you girls uh, yeah, a, a lesson. I mean, you know, the summer's passed, and it's, it's the basketball <laughs> season. We we won't go into that anyway. <laughs> no, nah, I, I know. I know you've been busy, so I ain't tripping. Yeah, and you know what? I had the Bay Street show again too during this time. Oh, I had it in right, September, right, right, right. Uh, okay. Harbor Fest or the Music so. Fest. They were great, and we're, good, they're good, even good. thinking about expanding it, doing it in the winter. So, okay. um, we'll see, man. Just grinding. That's that's stand up, writing a lot, doing a lot of shows. Good. So, son, I just finished uh, first draft. I was very oh, proud. 
I just I just finished uh, this half hour that I've been I've been writing. Pilot. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. I was I was last night. Dope. Huh? Congrats, Bro- man. Wrote it on the boat. Um, yeah, yeah. I was last night listening to Nas. Um, uh, I I, I finished. Uh, I I. Writing the words the end just oh yeah of course it's icing on the cake I was I was proud and I obviously like I'll go back and there's gonna be a lot of rewriting but I was real happy to get that it was about forty pages you know congrats um, man yeah man I was real real happy and uh, very dope while writing the Nas shout out to uh, listens to our podcast Insta CMR uh, I N S uh, at Insta CMR uh, put me on to this uh, ten hours of Princess Leia walking in New York City. Have you seen that? Kind kind of for all Star Wars heads, that that one is is pretty uh pretty thorough, man. It's Which just, one? Uh, Ten hours of I Princess Leia. I haven't seen Leia. that one in all. I mean, that's the only one I haven't. Yeah, one of the few I've yeah, seen. That, yeah, that, that one's that, one, that one's so. uh, Princess Leia walking. Through I hope New ours York gets City. picked up by dog sites and all this shit. Like it's, I, I, right. I should. I hope. And then real quick, do, do you do you find the the original video obviously with yeah. the woman walking ten hours? What did you think of the video? Do you think is she overreacting? Was not, she right to be offended? I, is I mean, it harassment? Yeah, I actually, to be honest with you, I mean, when I looked, when I watched the video, I was kind of blown away mm-hmm. by just uh, the amount of dudes who kind of engage in that. Or it's excited. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of pathetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that these dudes, I mean, it's desperate and pathetic. Like, it's weird that these guys who are doing it mm-hmm. kind of like, I can see, see themselves as like cool or something, or they actually think like, almost make it like they get women, but they seem so, like, corny. Like, I, I mean, so I, I'm just blown away just how corny and desperate these dudes are, and they look terrible. I see your point. I also watched it, though. There was some, of the, I, some of them, I was like, well, he just said good morning. He yeah, I mean, I guess those like, are like, like... to me. But yeah. even that, to be honest with you, is to me kind of corny, to be honest with you. I, I, that's it, just my opinion. No, no, which, which is fine. Yeah. I, I didn't... Fu- I, I, I'm a man, so I guess it's harder for me to see see or the guy walking along four four minutes, ten minutes later, like some fall back. Yeah, I mean, that's, weird, that's creepy. Right? You, but you, I don't think you ain't it gonna was... talk to me because I'm ugly. I'm like, yeah, you're really was... reaching at that point. But but the dude, like the the cat that she just walks by, is like, hey, good morning, or smile though. I I just here's the thing. Yeah, it, like it reeks why of you desperation look, why you, why you looking so so angry? I'm like, all right, son, I, that's. That's be, where it goes into a, a harassing uh, situation, in my opinion. But yeah, I don't I, think I somebody have, just saying someone saying uh, saying, "Oh, you look very nice" or "Good yeah, morning." I don't think that's harassment. I, that's I just harassment. think it's corny. Like I'll be with my friends, we'll be having a conversation. A girl walk by, and he has to stop the conversation to look at her. I guess to prove to me he's not gay. And then he's like, "Oh, why aren't you looking?" I'm like, "I, I see her. Is she coming over here right. to have sex with me?" No. So let's just continue right, this conversation. Right. I've seen women before. Is he black or it. Puerto Rican? No, it's been white guys, black guys, anything. No, the reason I asked that is because I noticed, and this is just a, a side note. I noticed in the the video, uh, the original ten minutes. I noticed there's there's a not only is there a, a, an abundance of of uh, of people, men of color catcalling, but also I noticed. Uh, that in the the clip I saw, mm-hmm. that a lot of it is shot at what looks to be Harlem. Yeah, that's what Harlem I heard. One Twenty Fifth Street, and I was like, "Well, could, couldn't you? Since you were walking for ten minutes, couldn't you go other places just so it's not painting the picture? So it seems like only." Black and Puerto Rican men, guys. As a black you know, why she probably did that because more people kind of posted up a little bit. Like you know, whereas if you go downtown, like people are just 
this way moving? Like, there's more, I guess, uptown. Maybe people standing outside. It's there a little bit more of a hangout. Be, or, and that could also be the white side of you saying, I have to defend her. No, I'm just playing. No, but, no. Well, no, I mean, but, but yeah, you're right, when, though. When she should have went other places, though, to make the video as, fair. as a man of color, I'm like, well, you know what? If you're going to tell this story that you're telling and paint the picture, paint, paint it vividly um, so that it, it's not skewed to only represent, uh, you know, one... Or uh, you know, a handful of people represent. If you're gonna represent men, represent all men. Don't just represent the 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 men that you happen to see in Harlem. I know she also goes to Manhattan as well. But I'm like going to every neighborhood and and, and walk. I, for I get 10 mean looks in Harlem when I've been That's with my lady. That's yeah. man. That's yeah. Well, no, no. It's when I'm walking. Yeah, I should, do, I should do ten hours of walking with my girlfriend, who's black, boom, in Harlem, boom, boom. And, and all the dudes. That's actually a pretty good exactly. one. That's actually that's a good actually one. a really yeah. funny ten, one. Ten hours of walking. He did what? Ten hours walking as a homosexual. But you this, do, you should do ten hours. That was, that's ten real, hours of, of, of a white guy, a white with, guy with, with his a, black. Girlfriend, girlfriend walking in, in New York in, City. In New York City. Yeah. Or if I want to go more exaggerated, but I guess maybe. Then, because it does matter where you are because when yeah. I'm in... Actually, no, it doesn't actually because I think there's something with a certain type of group of black people that take offense that I'm with a black well, girl. They have a certain but, type of like, what the fuck, man? Well, here's the thing. If you do that and you say... And one, if, you, if you put in New York City, show New York City, show show them in Harlem, show, show them uh, in the village, show them in Little Italy... Uh, show them in an area where there might be more white people and yeah. less black people. You know, so paint. I'm well, saying I mean, they're going to be fake anyway. So no, no, I understand. Yeah, I, I'm saying if you did, if you did yeah. it real. Oh, I actually, did it real. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you I don't really get dudes saying shit to me. It's more just looks. Of course. So of course. I would rather you know be kind of funny just to have. But no, what that's, that's what I'm saying. If you were if you were really doing a study of a, of a white dude with a black girlfriend. You, in 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 my opinion, in order to paint it yeah, uh, no, a more uh, realistic picture, you go to all all places and parts of New York City. Go go to go to uh, hipster Brooklyn and Williamsburg, right. and then go out to I don't know East New York. I always so, hear the same shit though. Bullshit. Anytime <laughs> if, if, if somebody oh god, <laughs> if, if somebody gives me like an opinion, if somebody gives an opinion though, it's always kind of the same shit though. If a dude says something, right. they'll just go. Man, you can't handle that. Yeah, that, yeah. It's always the yeah. same shit. It's always the same. That's when I pull my pants down and you know let it rock. Yeah. But okay, you know what I mean. That's when I let it rock. You check my handle now. I said, yo, check it now. Pull on it. See what it's Has about. It hanging like a lollipop. Want to lick? But that is always Psych. the funny thing, though. And you know what's funny? And then when I told told her that, I said, yo, dude, always we say the same shit. I can't handle it. She goes, I'll be honest. My first match, I didn't think you could either. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's funny. So that's all right. All right, son, yo. Well, Vessi, uh, glad, glad to, to have you back um, fun, in the man. living room for, for a little bit. Y'all check me out. I'm actually, I got to uh, do another uh, episode of Vessi's, uh, we didn't mention the callback, his podcast. Oh, yeah, we got to um, get you back on. We, we'll probably do that uh, in the next week or two because um, I'm home for a little bit. And uh, and as always, man, make sure you you dug the podcast, man. Leave a comment, subscribe if you haven't already. Tell a friend. Um, you know it, it's easy to download. Have us roll with you. Uh, you know on your commute or at the gym or wherever, man. Um, you can find us on on SoundCloud and all things comedy as always. Um, please make sure you support the uh, support the movement. Uh, dip, hold on, real quick. I'm finishing up. Um, 
You know, and, and yo, this this is the Father Monk Protocol. Um, I am Dean Edwards. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Check out my sketch. Make sure you check out Kenny Garcia's sketch. I want to big him up. Check Kill out great idea. Kenny Garcia's sketch on uh, on Bessie's YouTube channel. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll catch you next week, man. Big Mike, as always, thanks for the sounds, and we'll, and we'll see y'all soon, man. And, and make sure you... Uh, Go, uh, you know, donate a couple of dollars to All Thing Comedy's original content so that we can get to 10000 and rock out at this new studio in Hollywood, man. Dean Edwards, two fingers, peasy. I don't believe in domestic violence.